The TEFL industry is a complicated beast. You know, it, it spans all over the world. It goes into the public sector, the private sector, online, offline. And, you know, it, it creates a lot of noise. And, you know, really, we can only really comment on individual countries or, you know, different sec- part, parts of a of an overall picture that's very difficult to see unless you've been, you know, working in all those different parts of the world. And even then, you know, you know, you could be worked in China, for example, and just been really unlucky with the job you got there, and they're not, they did they, not, it wasn't a good place to work and teach. And then you walk away and think, oh well, China's not a nice place to teach. But then someone else had the exact opposite experience because they went to a different school. So you know, you know, it's this is this is a very complicated topic, and you know, straight off the bat, I, I want to make that very clear that this is really complex. And the individual experiences that people have, they are valid, of course, but it doesn't mean that my positive experience diminish people's negative experiences and people's negative negative sorry experiences don't diminish my positive experiences before we go any further i just want to kind of like define tefl because a lot of people i can hear them already going isn't it tesl so tefl stands for teaching english as a foreign language tesl stands for teaching english as a second language foreign in this case would refer to people who are learning english in a country where the language the official language of that country is not English. So a Chinese student studied in China, a South Korean student studied in Korea, a Vietnamese student studied in Vietnam, etc., etc. That That is not the official language of those countries, so they're learning it as a foreign language, while TESOL refers to somebody learning the language in the country. Um, so somebody, for example, who was from, again, Vietnam, they moved to England, they would be considered a TESOL student because they're learning it in England. Basically, it just doesn't mean that much, and it's not very important to understand that. But just to be clear, like there is there is basically no difference in reality, so you can you can put that to one side. But TEFL, TESL, for anybody who, you know, is just listening to this podcast out of interest, or even, <laughs> to be honest, basically everybody actually, you can just use those two TEFL and TESL as synonyms, and it's never going to impact your life in any way. <laughs> A little bit about myself, so... Um, obviously my name is Richard McGrain, it's in the title, but I've taught in uh, South Korea and Vietnam. I'm coming on to four years of experience now. Um, I've taught about a dozen schools with kids ranging from one years old to 16, uh, both public and private schools. I've taught online too. So, you know, I've got quite a, a broad, uh, experience set that, you know, has allowed me to kind of get a good taste of what different parts of the industry, um, bring and what their objectives are what what you kind of get out of teaching in those different areas and what this more importantly the students get out of being in part being involved in those sort of areas so you know I'm coming at it from different perspectives and different places I'm trying to piece together what this industry as a whole kind of is you know and what my thoughts are about it to give my opinion about the industry as a whole I'm going to break down Uh, this podcast into three parts the first is going to talk about the industry as a whole and then I'm going to speak very briefly about um, what I would say to teachers who are just joining because I think that can help us understand what you know this industry is especially when you're just joining and it simplifies things and the third thing is my my future in the industry because I think that's also something I just want to talk about anyway and it kind of adds the personal element which I think is actually a really important and we're going to get into later like the personal element the way you choose to act and the way I choose to act in this case 
is vital and that massively impacts what my perspective is on the industry which might sound complicated but actually you know I hope it'll make sense at the end so part one so to speak the industry as a whole so it's great for people just getting into it you know obviously it varies depending on the country you choose and things like that you know salaries vary workplaces vary but like you know you you know the, the actual income you get for example varies from you know enough to survive to actually you're saving a lot of money and what you find is like you know people can live well and get like living wages for sure and build the financial future whilst also living in a new country trying new cultures and if they can progress to becoming a good teacher they're also having a positive impact on that on people's lives and on communities which is amazing right um and and that's another thing like but when you're just starting out too, you know, there isn't an expectation if you've never taught before that you're going to walk in and be an amazing teacher. That just doesn't exist. Everybody knows that, you know, when you first start teaching, everybody is going to be bad when they first start teaching, um, especially if they've never, if they've not got any real teaching qualifications outside of getting a TESOL uh, certificate. So, and, that, and that's fine. And what it'll, if you can free your mind up to that fact that you're not going to be good when you first go in, it allows you to, you know, actually progress yourself and become a better teacher over time. And it gives you that space in your mind to keep on getting better at the job. And as long as you keep on pushing yourself, you know, you're going to get paid well while you're doing it and make a better, <laughs> give, have a really good impact on the world. And, you know, um, I think that's amazing. The other thing is as well for new teachers is that, you know, there is a high demand for English teachers in these in foreign countries for TEFL teachers so it allows you to you know get a good job hopefully and it's not hard to find a job for sure however what the industry also allows people to do very quickly is to not care you know if a teacher chooses not to care about their students not care about how they've been teaching you know they can just do that and that leads to students frankly being taken advantage of which I do have a huge moral problem with and it does there are a lot of moral issues with that though unfortunately the industry you know, at its best, it's it'll look at those teachers who are doing badly and think, oh, you're not doing very well, but here's your renewal papers if you want to stay. To, at its worst, the industry will say to bad teachers who don't care, well, as long as you come in and wear a tie, I don't care because I'm getting paid. And unfortunately, you know, it's it's very difficult because a lot of teachers don't care. And, you know, they just come, they're here, they're, they've moved to the country because for money or just to travel and there is no real incentive for them to change and you know improve uh, either financial or at risk of losing their job you know and again you know we're going to get on to later why on a personal level that doesn't have to matter as much but yeah it's a shame but if you do want to stay in the industry long term the industry is a very good place to work in if you find the right job you know, which is an important point there. If you find the right job, you know, you can save a lot of money and just focus on being a good teacher. If you just stick in your own lane and be a good teacher and try your best, you know, you can make good money, live in a new country and try new things and usually don't have to worry about work politics as long as you get in the right school. And for me, though, you know, just being able to keep it simple, focus on being a good teacher and then, you know, you're able to improve yourself financially and live in a new place. I think that's great. And that's what I love. That's what that is the Tefl industry at its best. 
when it's like that and when and if the school um is helping you improve then that's even better and like you know that's something that also like a lot of schools will do and that's the thing like you know the truth is is like obviously it's all down to the school you work at and the teacher who's teaching the students and the students too but you know the industry is so diverse that you know you do find that there are just a lot of cases where bad teachers thrive (laughs) you know people who don't care thrive and it's a shame but it's true do is you know I'm going to move on to that now is about you know what I would say to new teachers and this is going to be really quick you know I'm going to do a full podcast about what I would say to myself if I was starting again you know if I could speak to myself when I just started teaching what would I say so you know watch out for that but for now like in in the case of what I would say to a new teacher about the industry I'd say that you know you you just have to focus on yourself if you get the right job and be careful to get the right job that would be you know actually right at the top Make, be be patient do not just take the first job you get look online do your research find the right school there are a lot of schools that are going to take you for a ride and you're going to have a terrible experience and there's a lot of schools where you're going to have a great experience you have to find the right school and once you do you know you're going to be able if you pick the right place again you know you could get the lifestyle you want you know make you know get something that you really can enjoy and maybe even save money and you can just focus on becoming a good teacher and accept that at the beginning you're not going to be but then you can become a good teacher and like I said in this industry you will meet teachers who don't care you know they don't try and they admit it they they boast about it and what I would say is you just ignore that ignore those people and focus on yourself. Ask yourself, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody who cares, who tries for their students? Or do you want to be somebody who takes the easy route and just has a laugh, but then doesn't have a positive effect on the students who are there? That Your students are real people, you know, and they deserve to be respected. And they deserve somebody who's going to try their best. So while you're with them, just try your best. And, you know, and try and have a positive impact. And then you'll still be able to, you know, in my opinion, that allows you to enjoy your time there even more. You know, it adds a further fulfillment to your time in that country and at that school. And it makes everything better. So, you know, you have the ability, the chance to go from being a bad teacher in terms of, you know, a teacher who's just started and hasn't yet got the skills to become the teacher they can be to a really great teacher if you push yourself and, you know, stick in your own lane and get that done and that's what I would say is like amazing if you do that Teffel's great and if you choose to you know um not do that if you choose to take just be lazy and not care about your students look you know that's your decision but it's not something that I agree with and um you know you have to ask yourself like is that right you know especially when you know you can you know that's just you're just taking from these students and it's unfortunate and look reality you know like I said apart generally I don't ever think about teachers who do that because you know I just focus on myself and becoming a better teacher in myself and my students I can't really change what other people do in other classrooms but other than focus on myself but yeah so I would ask all people to think like that and then we can all keep on getting better and doing right by our students the final part I want to cover is about my future in the industry so I have a lot of mixed feelings about my future in the in, in TEFL industry because here's the thing, as a whole, I want to continue teaching. I enjoy it. I actually feel like I really enjoy it nowadays. Like I, uh, It's something that feels very natural and a big part of my life and something that I continue to want to improve in. Um, the reason why I'm not sure about my future in the TEFL industry 
exactly is because even though I'm get I continue to get better and better and better as a teacher, and I know that coming on to four years experience that is a lot compared you know in terms of it's not a lot in terms of like you know in in twenty years it'll if I still do the same job it'll feel like nothing, but right now it feels like you know I've definitely progressed a lot since when I started right. But yet, really, a lot of the time, I'm getting paid the same as somebody who just started. I'm getting paid minutely more. And this is a complicated thing because in reality, like, I'm still able to reach my financial goals very well. Like, you know, like, it still is very, it's a very industry that for the majority of people, they can get into and they're probably going to save more money than they were before in whatever job they had back in the UK, for example, especially somebody around my age. But then... At the same time, you're like, damn, you know, I, I would like to see more recognition, more ways for me to progress on a personal level. And not even always just, it's not always about pay, but I just mean, you know, in general, like when you're trying to progress yourself, how can you, you know, take yourself to the next level? Where is the next step in your career? You know, it's something that more and more I've started to understand, like if I want to have a career and I want to progress, you know, there's a beauty in just focusing on being a teacher, but then it's also like, how can I move forward as well at the same time on a personal level but yeah it's a lot to think about and you know we'll have to wait and see but until I've I'm thinking about getting a PGC actually so that's I've been thinking about it more and more but I haven't decided and it's not something I want to just rush into because I know it's a lot of it's a big commitment and I want to make sure if I ever do it I go in the right way um and, but until then I'm just going to focus on continuing to improve myself and becoming a better teacher I mean I am definitely going to continue to be in the TEFL industry until at least I'd say the beginning of 2025 probably 2026 you know like I'm sure I'm still going to be involved in in that for for the foreseeable future so you know um but I have I have been thinking more and more about what my future is because as much as I love it and you know it does offer a lot and it's given me a lot and I think I have there's a lot of opportunities for me to continue myself and to progress in myself in this industry I also have to ask myself, like, am I going to get the recognition and the progression in myself in the in my career if I just stay down this road without any kind of inwards pushing for me to, to take myself to the next level? The core message of the thing I want to say about the industry, of the TEFL industry, is it, as long as you find a good place to work in, which again, is a huge caveat. And I, you know, I maybe I haven't talked about that enough about how important it is to find the right place because there's a lot of places that you don't want to end up. But if you find the right place, it's a great industry. And at its best, you can, you know, go into the industry and you won't start great, but you can become a really good teacher and you can meet your financial goals and you can travel and experience new cultures and have a great impact on communities and your students and people. And have fun and you know if you if you if you go about the right way you don't need to work about world politics you can just focus on the simple act it's not simple but the sole act of teaching and then get the benefits from that at the same time obviously if people choose to do it differently the truth is you just have to say to yourself look that's not something I can control I'm never going to encourage people to act like that but I can't control what other people do I can only control what I do and I can only make sure that I do what is best for my students and that's what the industry can be for you and it is for me that is that is what it is for me you know I make sure I end up at the right place for where I work and where I teach and then outside of that I just focus on doing the best that I can 
and that that is what the industry is to me so um yeah anyway thank you so much for listening i am going to do a podcast in the near future about uh what i would what advice i would give to myself if i was able to speak to myself when i just started teaching four years ago um so listen out for that until then uh, have a great week and i will see you in the next one bye